Now, the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh, here we go. Welcome to the Greatest Story Never Told podcast, episode number 76. We are chugging along. Guess what we have, Steve? What do we have, Miles? We have an unofficial sponsor of the Greatest Story Never Told podcast. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we uh, might have a real sponsor. Who knows? Uh, you know we don't listen to this. But one thing we do know is, is that if you would like to make a small donation to our local Fisher houses, the three in the area, you'll become our unofficial sponsor. Here we go, guys. I donated $75 to the local chapter of the three Fisher houses, equal to the number of episodes that you completed when I finished uh, putting that uh, out there. I only ask, since I'm not open yet, that you remind people that mead has been making a splash before hard seltzer, has been around longer than beer, and is not only more flavorful, but has 100 more styles to enjoy. So support a local meadery like Herofont, Apagard, or Seattle Mead, to name a few. That's Thank from you, our, Seattle uh, Mead, for just being yeah. Seattle Apagard. Yeah, that's from Chris Redwood, the Kitsap Mead Guy. And he won a few gold medals at the Washington Mead and Cider Cup uh, a few weeks ago. And he'd love to get us some of that. Now, look, so, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know much about mead beyond the fact, the historical presence of it. I'm aware of that. Not that. I don't know that I've ever tried it. Mike, I know, was it last week, you were saying you want to get in the mead game a little bit? Yeah, a little Try bit. Some mead. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. but with all that in mind, here's, here's the problem with mead. And it's not mead's fault. It's the optics, right? So, with mead, don't you feel like nine times out of ten that somebody says, try the mead? You have this image in your mind of what they look like. The dude is six seven. He is bald. He has a beard that can oh, yeah. hide an eagle's nest. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a kilt. And while he could probably pop my head like a grape, that's just not the dude he so is. He's also got a Viking hat. Right. You know what I mean? With or horns. At, uh, he drinks it out of a horn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm at, uh, what you call it? What's the, uh, what's the thing? Renaissance. Oh, Renaissance Fair. Festival. Ye old uh, uh, turkey ye leg. Old, yeah. <laughs> ye old. <laughs> so look, mead might be delicious. I honestly have not tried it to know. But it's just the optics on it. I feel like mm-hmm. it's descendants of Vikings or the people I'm never that insist I drink. I definitely would try it. I've never had it before. Oh, yeah. Cr- uh, Ted said it tastes more like wine. So it's less more on the beer tip and more on like a fortified wine tip. So whatever. It sounds like to me like oh, fortified wine. Well, now you're speaking my yes. language, dog. So uh, thank you, Chris, for the donation of $75. Okay. So today on the uh, on the Greatest Story Never Told, real quick, as we celebrate 50 years of KISW, playing back some of our uh, better moments. And I think that uh, one thing that I can say for uh, for certain, I've been doing radio since I was about 17 years old. God, you think old. you'd be better. I know. Me too. It's I mean, like, like it's, all these No, but not years. only that, but just it keeps getting worse. <laughs> you know, it's not even, don't even level out. It just turns to shit. So anyway, uh, but uh, your voice definitely gets worse. Oh God! Oh my God! You can tell by listening to these I know, interviews. It's like, oh my God! So, um, you, you know, like anything else, when, when you're when you're starting out in radio, there or any uh, profession, there are people you look up to. There are people who you admire in your field. I was just playing a clip Until of Jason meet them. of uh, of this guy that was like the legendary play by play guy growing up of West Virginia football and basketball and Pittsburgh Steeler football guy named Jack Fleming. I just want to play him this clip because he does this amazing scene setter. But, I, you know, I, I met Jack Fleming one time and it was crazy. Jack Fleming's partner in the Pittsburgh Steeler booth was a guy named Myron Cope. Myron Cope. Who was legendary in the Pittsburgh area. He was so legendary, Subway made a sandwich for him and it sold in the Pittsburgh area, all right? But uh, but Myron, we got a chance to interview Myron. I think I've told this story before <laughs> where at the end of the thing, I'm like, hey, Myron, tell your wife because, you know, she they were married forever. That, uh, well, we, no, just we, keep in mind, the one thing about Myron <laughs> Cope, through this, and the guy was so gracious, great interview, but he just, at one point he goes, fellas, and he, he'd indicated it like three times, but it finally got to the borderline where he's like, fellas, I, I apologize. I've really got to go. Like, I've really got to run. I have an appointment. No problem. And that's when Miles throws out the, hey, man, tell your wife. You know, that we said hello, we love her, blah, blah, blah. Well, fellas, that's where I'm going. This is the 10th anniversary of her death. 
Oh, and I'm going to her grave. On her grave. <laughs> like, and that's oh my the God. end of the interview. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, oh, I, no. have, I have already slipped off my chair and crawled underneath the desk. It was you know such I mean? a like, horrible moment. We'll be right back. <laughs> right. Thank you, Myron Co. By the way, the Steelers take on your Ravens is Sunday at 1 from Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Because we would have the uh, opposing play-by-play guy come on our show every week for whoever the Ravens are playing, so we could talk to them about the team or whatever. So Myron Cub is that guy, but this is just, this is one of the greatest moments of my life. And of course, at the end of it, I completely effed the thing up, right? I mean, just completely. Well, fellas, that's where I'm going. So, right, okay. So, like, later on, and, you know, like, met some TV people that I was, uh, that, that I that I enjoyed growing up, and uh, when we got to, to Baltimore and started doing the show, uh, Don and Mike, who were legendary in my mind, the afternoon guys, they uh, greatest show ever. Yeah, they 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 came in and did their show live. We got a chance to meet all of them. It was it was awesome uh, because you look up to these guys because you know why? Because they do radio and they do a good job at it. And well, they I, do it like we do it. Where they want to, they don't want to play so much music. They want to talk. They want to make you laugh. Right. They just have stupid things to say. And deep down, they're they're messed up or they're drunk and their wives are mad at them. But they just right. came in and they shared it. Yeah. They're straight up. Stuff. And, and they gave us advice. And you know, like uh, keep like, kicking ass. Yeah. Or you got to dress better. First that, of all, don't was, look yeah. like. Shit. Yeah, the same guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Act like you belong. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm like, dude, we don't make any money. We don't have any clothes. All we do is buy drugs. <laughs> then we went on. It was pretty cool. One time we went on the Ron and Fez show. They were legendary in New York City, but they were operating out of D.C. at the time, and they had just a a great following. I think they ended up on Sirius for a while. They did for a while, that. yeah. But uh, that was a cool experience. But I, but honestly, as far as being, you know, a kid. And not only just being interested in uh, in radio, but also in television, we were there for the infancy of ESPN. And ESPN changed the way that a kid got to watch sports. And when you're a kid, you, you could watch them. You love sports, man. And from, you know, Chris Berman to Tom Meese, who I got a chance to meet uh, because he was also a play-by-play guy in Morgantown, the late Tom Meese, who ended up passing away in a, in a terrible accident a long time ago. But he was one of the original guys. Uh, Stuart Scott was one of those guys he watched growing up, and you just you, you loved him. I saw Chris Berman on a beach in Hawaii, and uh, it was unsightly. I mean, it's the only way to say it, it was yeah. my wife at point. We walked by, and she goes, do you know who that was? Now, out of my periphery, I made it a point to not look. You could just tell, like, the, the mass that was on this lawn chair. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see that. And she goes, right. well, it's Chris Berman. So I kind of backtrack. I'm like, oh, God. It is Chris Berman. Yeah. And he was all oiled up, man, because he's trying to get a tan, right? So, I mean, but there's a lot of them to tan. And I just remember how slick he looked. Sure. Like, God and, almighty. And the weird thing about ESPN was they, they would pair people up together when they did SportsCenter. And you had your, your standards. Like, you know, Chris Berman would always work with Dan Patrick. Or uh, Chris Mortensen would always work with Tommy's. Or whatever the deal was, you, you had this clique, this, this group. Um, but... You know, with with, with Kenny Maine, who we're going to uh, bring on here in a second from an interview, uh, Kenny Maine was one of those guys who, no matter who they put him in with, Keith Olbermann, Dan Patrick, Chris Berman, my favorite pairing was probably with Rich Eisen and Stuart Scott. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. all those guys got together and, and did their thing, it was, I mean, it was hysterical. The promos were hysterical. The way that they brought entertainment to sports was great. Uh, but anyway, when we... Uh, we moved to Seattle. Kenny Maine's from Seattle. We got a chance to uh, to sit down and uh, talk with Kenny. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, I think he was launching RunFreely.org, which is an organization that uh, helps a lot of veterans who've had leg injuries get back on their feet, get back to be active, whether it's just being able to walk their dog around the block, whether it's to 
you know, run a 5K, in some cases half marathons. But uh, this, this, this boot that someone created, that I'm sure it was Kenny himself, he probably did in his basement, but <laughs> whatever, he, you know, the, the money raised to that organization uh, actually goes to helping veterans being able to, to get back on their feet again. So, uh, and Kenny's a fan of the, of, the, of the station. You know, he grew up here. Right. So I'm, I'm, from what I recollect, well, I'll take that back. I saw him at Chambers Bay one day, and I said, Kenny, God damn it, will you just come on the show? Don't you have anything you could come on the show for? And he's like, I'll take a look, man. I listen to your rock station and your Pearl Jams. Typical Kenny man. Yeah, I'll get on your rock and roll radio station. First, he had to clear it with ESPN. Right. But then when we got the, the figure out the way to do it with Run Freely, he was able to come in. And uh, whether you know it or not, Kenny Main just retired after, I want to say, 27 years. Something like that, yeah. At ESPN. So his last show was uh, just last night. So uh, why, don't we, uh, why don't we do this uh, 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 this week on The Greatest Story Never Told? We'll go back in time and uh, play the time we got to sit down with the one and only Kenny May. Back in time. 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 Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio, the one and only Kenny May. Kenny, ha- have a seat here. We got your what tea. Are they, as what are the headphones for? Uh, in case you need them. Do you need them? Do you need to hear yourself? Have you ever it's, done this before? Is, Have you ever brought this before? It is cooler when you put headphones on. There's something you about look cooler. It. They yeah, don't even do. work. Actually, throw them on. I'm <laughs> going to take you back to when Spencer Haywood used to be a DJ. How far? How far back is that? He was playing for the Sonics. And yeah, he, but he would go over. This is uh, 70s, early mid 70s, right? Google it. Uh, <laughs> I'm forgetting. I was there at the game where he hurt his knee. The, the, there was a leak at the Coliseum, and Spencer Haywood went down on the knee. But he would do late night. I think it was 96.5 jazz. This is Haywood. 96.5. He would go on and do a late night jazz show. This is Frankie Beverly and Mays. <laughs> That's what he did. I just went olden times too. Dropped my daughters at the Coliseum. Right. To go to, and I didn't know you guys were a conglomerate, so I can mention the end. Aren't you a conglomerate? Oh, yeah. Aren't you working for the Disney ABC? Yeah. I'm not knocking I mean, it. I just know? didn't know. I thought you were some independent rock station trying to right. make. Yeah, up. man. That doesn't happen. That's you're, us. You're owned by the man. Independent you know rock. <laughs> you know as long as the man <laughs> says it's all right. <laughs> and the man's anymore. a little guy right. too. Yeah. You know, people talk about the man, and the, the, honestly, God, the CEO of this. We met the guy. He looks like he's seven years old. <laughs> he does. Dude, he's seven years old. He's like five two. I mean, it's the damnedest thing. The good news is he's in town right now. <laughs> and I hear Steve say that. But he really, he really is. No, yeah. that's, I used to use that, or I still do, actually. Like, if a guy strikes out looking, just that's another example of the man holding us down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people are okay with that. But no, I, in the old days, we would either take a bus, or one of the parents would drop us off at the Sonics. At like, you know, games were at 7.05 or 7.30, whatever. Screw around at the, the food fair. Go to the game. Wait the fun, out. The fun, are you mad that the fun festival, all the rides and stuff is going? Yeah, on? fun forest, man. The fun forest is mm-hmm. oh, that kind you know of ticked me off. I'm trying to tell a story. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a plenty made, of time. Kitty made everybody. Go ahead. <laughs> so then we'd wait out on uh, Mercer, and somebody pick us up. I mean, I we like to chaperone a little closer. So am I there? Am I seeing what's going on at that concert? Not right now, because I'm over here serving the community. Yes, you are. But they're safe. They're old. They're 14 and 12. But that's gonna, a hell of a yeah. story, Kenny. You're I am very glad one, that one you time, got a chance to finish Well, that. one time, shut up. <laughs> one time we saw Spencer Haywood again, and or was it Fred Brown? It was somebody. They came out in their Cadillac and Mercedes-Benz, whatever the hell, some fancy car to us. We had a Galaxy 500 at the time. And my dad had a Comet. So, you know, it's oh, tough. That's nice. It's the, the white ghetto of Kent, which <laughs> I had to, mm-hmm. tried to bust my way out. Um 
and our friends wouldn't believe that we saw them. It's like, they have to get in cars. They live on Mercer Island. They You're gotta... too poor to see them. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that uh, that high living, when, when you were down, uh, you you played quarterback for the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. I did. Nevada. Uh, Nevada. Nevada. Watched a game the other night that kicked uh, San Diego State's yeah. ass, by the way. Uh, they, they actually are a bowl team this year, yeah, but they, who isn't? They, they look pretty good. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, so so Randall Cunningham was the was the quarterback behind you at the time. Uh, Randall Cunningham, who we had a chance to uh, to interview a few times when we were uh, broadcasting we? in Baltimore. I did. I interviewed him all. I used the Ravens, to the, yeah, yeah. I used yeah. to do the weekly, uh, the chat up with him. And, and talking to Randall Cunningham, strangely enough, he's like the kitchen cabinet king of like Las Vegas or something. Like, oh, he, he's, he's handy. He's also a pastor now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And he makes gospel music. Great man. He's, he's a good one. And uh, he... Uh, Actually helped me in a great way. Now, I don't know if it's appropriate for Rock Station. Sure it is. Let's just let's tell the story. You brought <laughs> sure. Randall up. Right. We lost twin sons, and Randall's, Randall's like I said, is a pastor now. He called me in, and this is in Minnesota. Remember the year they should have won in 98? Oh, yeah. 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 Anderson missed field goal, but you don't blame the whole thing on him. And Randall said, can we say a prayer for you? And I was like, yeah, you know, bring a prayer on. And and <laughs> That's how most did. people respond. And he and his, his, uh, his minister, you know, they have like a pastor on the team. And it was like they were demanding, you know, like it was, it was fire and brim. I say, hey, usually when I ask, it's a little more polite. I'm just asking here. But sure enough, baby came, and that's a healthy baby. This is after losing the two. Okay. So I always relate that. I mean, it's, it's just such a great yeah. connection. And we've been friends forever since. And he lost a child more recently, which was a terrible thing down there in Las Vegas. So sympathize. When you were down there in school, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, was basically just kind of taking off, and it was based more around the basketball team. Jerry Tarkanian was the coach. Eating the, towels. The team went to number one. The team was so goddamn good, he decided, hey, I'm going to put Danny on my son, and he can play point yeah, guard. Yeah, but he and can we'll play. Still, it will still be mm-hmm. fine, and he could play. Yeah. What was it like to just be a part of that atmosphere I, at that time? Even though being on the football team is a little different than being <clears> on the basketball team, but still, you, it, could not been, it could not have been a regular college experience. It was all. more more regular than you think. Like, you got tired of the strip. I went, the first 40 days, we went out on the strip every night. And, you know, when you're in college, you have $20. You know, our scholarship, <laughs> I think I got 380 a month or something. Per diem. Yeah. It was like a stipend, they call it. And, and, you know, so we're scrounging by on whatever we save from our garbage man job in Seattle, which I blew at Long Acres mostly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, times are tough on money. And it's not that fun to go to Caesars Palace with $5, you know. So you just don't. <laughs> so we stopped. And I got into studies and I got into football at... The basketball team was great right before I got there, and then great later. But when I was there, it was kind of an NIT-ish team, if that. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. And then from there, uh, you were in a game against Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely destroyed your ankle. There completely it destroyed it. That's uh, why I'm wearing flip-flops right now. I'd rather be barefoot because shoes hurt me. I can't wear shoes. They it, just... Eight surgeries, right? Nine. Nine surgeries. Are you flip-flops on the set? Yeah, if we're, we're looking at if, you, you know, we see the waist up, you got your suit, and but I'm guessing flip-flops... If, we at Sports Center now. I'm doing it again in Los Angeles. If we have to do a stand up in the show, we we pre tape that usually, and we throw on shoes, and then you take them off for the show. Usually, right. I'm barefoot. But but <laughs> but all honesty, like you you could throw a football seventy yards. I don't can anymore, but I could. You could throw a football seventy. You, you were with Randall the, could throw it closer to ninety, but you know, yeah, I could throw seventy something. You ended up uh, trying out for the Seahawks. You're, you're throwing the ball to Steve Largent. That was a thrill. I might try out with the Seahawks. I threw to Steve Largent. He's my demo. And you did great until they did your physical. <laughs> they did the physical. Uh, they did a couple. Like, I had to sign a waiver and everything. I wouldn't sue if, you know, I, I was injured based on my history of the injury. There was a fracture dislocation for you orthopedic physicians listening. 
Let's uh, let's play something from Aerosmith right now. <laughs> <laughs> do we, do, we don't do that. Okay, we, we can. That's, you no, I, I got some Stevie Wonder. I want to play? You have look around from where I'm coming from. Ted. Okay, not so much oh, Stevie Wonder here in this computer. You mm. will find Jimmy no. Hendrix in Living Color. Yeah, oh, we'll do, do Jimmy Hendrix. Right. Whatever you want. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not time from. You're a Pearl Jam fan. Sure. You basically travel with the band. You're like a roadie. I'm with the band. Yeah. Why are you always with the band? Every, every picture I see, you're like backstage hanging no, out. No, like I've been not the main. I was in Los Angeles. I, I was a little hyped up about it. It was fun. Two great shows. And you're going Friday night, right? I'm friends with Jeff, their bass player. And known the first time I met him, I did a story for NBA Entertainment when I was freelancing. I don't know what your last question was, but we're, I don't even know we're here was. now. Right, we are. We're here Pearl now. Jam. We're Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, I could throw it 70 yards. Steve Largent. It was that amazing. was what it was. It was amazing. I failed the physical, not failed the physical, but I got thrown off because they tested me and on a Cybex machine. And I would have cheated had I known what they were doing. I didn't know they were up to no good. They wanted to test and see if my left and my right were, were equal. Turned out my left was way stronger than my right, and they said, you're not good enough to, to risk on an injury. Then you, you did local television here for seven years. And Channel you're 11. To, you're going to Pearl Jam on Friday night. Yeah. When I quit the <laughs> local television job, went through my blue period. I assembled garbage cans. I sold prepaid legal insurance. Then I got a job at uh, MCI, saw a long distance. But all the while, I was freelancing on TV. And NBA Entertainment had me do a story with Sean Kemp and Jeff Amat. Back when Pearl Jam was just like... You know, just get noticed. They they were they'd already released their big one, but they hadn't you know made it made it, and it was just fun. He was a good dude. We kind of stayed in touch on and off, and have been friends since. How about Sean Kemp? Sean Kemp, I saw when we did a Sonic story. He's de- he's living down like in like Maple Valley or somewhere on a Is farm, he? I believe. Yeah, he's got a restaurant over in Lower. He Queen. does. Mm-hmm. He does. And his son's playing basketball. Here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, let's see here. Uh, as far as the the wider world of sports, I that's guess why I came to promote wider world, world of sports, sports, which is no longer. Uh, then we're not going to talk it's about no that. Oh, we have to, otherwise I could get fired. So, okay, oh, oh man, so this is this is a paid appearance. This not is a paid, paid deal, but I called ESPN Radio first, and they didn't have room for me. So here I am with you guys to promote <laughs> wider <laughs> world of sports. <laughs> what an only kidding me! Now, it, 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 as we were talking about the business, the conglomerates, or every, and everything else, you had maybe in my mind one of the greatest gigs ever for a long time. As far as just didn't you pretty assembling well pick, trash. Pick the well, that, that, and, that, and you know what? I mean, like that's that is the stuff you know. It's the stuff of you, dreams. You were Somebody the guy. To do it. You were the guy who put the trash can under every wrestling ring in America. You know what? My best garb. <laughs> I just went out. I took a friend out to Alki because I haven't been out there in a while. He's he's from out of town. He's the guy that shoots the cool shots on Monday Night Football, like the tight shot in the end zone. All oh, right, like okay. after the touchdown, it's called a steady cam. And he, you know, doesn't know the area, so we took him out there to look back and all that. And I was bragging like this was my route. This was my Friday route in, when I was a garbage man back in 77, 78. Top that one. Yeah. No, you can't, really. <laughs> but uh, but, but the, web, the, the wider world of sports is now done. And I was going to ask you if you're flying back to Bristol. But TV I guess special on December 12th. You got 10 of them a year. Is that right? technically a Christmas special then? This no. Be, well, no? A holiday not, special, man. It's in December. Let's call it that. If that helps us. Dude, but do it. Do this it. might be the only promotion. So we're looking for all of Kenny Maine's holiday it's special. Called, right. What happened is I was doing a show called Main Street, which was like a basically a situation comedy set at ESPN. It was just me doing silly things at ESPN. My life there. We had like real actors and all of them have gone on. To, everybody's done something with me since then. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza is on Parks and Rec. Yeah. Ben Schwartz is on True Lies or True Lies. No, not True Lies. What's True Blood. House of Lies. House, House of, of Lies. Lies. Yeah, with Don Cheadle. Um, uh, John Glazer's a comic genius. He's out in New York. He does stuff for Adult Swim. Uh, uh, Allison Becker's done Parks. So really the only week link was you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you got a holiday special coming up, up and that's about it. No, so after they killed that, I said, what if we do a takeoff on Wide World of Sports? We'll add an R. <laughs> wider, wider. even though a- a- ABC owns it, and now we could have given you the green light. Well, they, yeah, they, I was just going to my bosses. Yeah, we use the ABC the sound at the top of it for the introduction. It's, it's meant to be a modern. This is my take on what's like in the world. So the first two years we went internationally, 
This year we just went around America. What was uh, what was the most bizarre experience you were a part of as far as all those different experiences? I know you what you got, canal jumped or yeah, uh, or, that was in Holland. Uh, is that the thing with the the, the pole? pole. Yeah, it's like of... pole vaulting over a canal, and they did that. It's part almost every sport yeah, we covered yeah. was part of a history of something. Like I bungee jumped in New Zealand. The natives used to jump off trees and kiss the ground to bless the crops. You know, like everything was born. They couldn't you, just kiss the crops. They, I mean, do you point. ever say to these Why guys, like, they hey, just man, knee down, kneel I down. hear you, and I think that's cool, and that's great, but, you know, a Here's safer way of doing this, <laughs> just, like, walk over to the crop itself, you know, and, and, and kiss it. <laughs> Because that seems like a really bad idea, man. I don't know why they did it that way. And then, since then, these guys have made millions off of, hey, this is the place where bungee jumping, st- or this form, you know. Uh, the Palio in Italy, I'd say, was the all-timer. That's a horse race that's run in a town square. Think of the if they put dirt down in Pioneer Square and ran a horse race. That's essentially what they do. Bigger, that a little bigger safe. square. <laughs> Those horses yeah. would be stabbed. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be allowed in America. I did running from the bulls this year. Um, I, I think the road bowling in Ireland was a stand. No, wait, wait, wait. When you say you did running of the bulls, like were you there or yeah. were you running? No, no, this guy from Boston, he's an attorney, promoter, he's everything. He brought over bulls. or Well, they just brought him in from western Kentucky, actually. But he... <laughs> He <laughs> tried to stage an American version, the American bull run, yeah. uh, similar to what happens in Spain. It's not the same because you're not in Spain, but it was uh, dangerous. How yeah. many how many people showed up for the uh, the Kentucky version? I mean, was uh, it was a lot? It, was this was actually held in Virginia. The the bulls came from Kentucky. All right, they were shipped in uh, Preston. Uh, what was it? does Preston Virginia Fultz. not have its own? Like, you need a special past, kind past of bull black, that's past, going past, to change you. Past Blacksburg, no, I think. No bulls. I think Preston Folks, the man from Western Kentucky, he's he's like central casting of of the. You know, big hoss, you know, on the okay. and he comes in with his bulls and they ran him down to shoot at a drag strip. So the first couple of times the bulls were totally lame. They're just they look like they were like on NyQuil or something. They're just walking around looking <laughs> what the hell's going on. And it wasn't even scary. But the third, fourth, fifth, I was like, I got to because I got a ruined ankle. So I had to wear my leg brace to run. And on the seventh one, they let all the freaking bulls go, go at once. And there's way too many people. There's a girl in a fetal position. I just got. I just checked out. I said, I think you guys <laughs> think you got your shots. I'm out because I don't care about it that much. Talking to Kenny Maid from ESPN, <laughs> the world's lar- longest par three in South Africa. Yeah, that was a blast. But we played a crazier one in New Mexico. If you guys are golfers, go to the El Fago Baca Shootout in Socorro, New Mexico, near Albuquerque. You go up to an 8,000 foot mountain and you have to play one hole of golf. And it took me six hours. I took second place. <laughs> so, so it's just down the Second mountain. place. Well, there's rattlesnakes. There's cac- I pulled a cactus needle three months later out of my knee. I didn't even know. I thought it was just like an ingrown hair. And instead, it was a needle. That's amazing. But it was a great experience. But they've decided we're not doing that. I'm doing 70 sports centers and 10 features and looking for work. Yeah. And, 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 and it, looking it, for work. It, it, Are you actively hard? lobbying for but, a job here? Not with you necessarily. Not with us. I mean, depends what it pays. Well, there's there's a lot lot of stuff out there. I mean, there's the Fox uh, channel now. There's NBC. No, anything but that. I can't do stuff that's direct competition with ESPN, Okay, so you've signed a non-compete on that, dude. I haven't really signed anything, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I I would know it would be wrong. Fox didn't want me anyway, so what does it matter? But I, I wouldn't show up on their channel. I would show up on, hopefully, Comedy Central. That's what I was going to say. Turner you, you, pitched, you pitched a few things to Comedy Central. You basically wanted to do a sports show in the in kind of a daily comedy they, way. Yeah, that, uh, Daniel Kellison's the guy's name. is Jimmy Kimmel's friend. And he called Jimmy and said, I'm looking for a guy like Kenny. And Jimmy said, why don't you call him instead? Because yeah. he's more like him. Than, yeah. <laughs> so we became friends and developed the show. But uh, it didn't get picked up. And then uh, Norm MacDonald did a version of it a couple I was going to tell you that. Like, are, Norm McDonald is, is, in a lot of ways, kind of uh, parallels you. You both like horse racing and gambling. You both have a very dry sense of humor. It just amazes me that you don't have, like, even HBO, just doing a comedy type of sports show. Why don't you put that together? I would love to, actually. That would be uh, be fantastic. No, I mean, the idea was always sports center is pretty fun, but what if you could do sports center and go over the line? You know, because we all try to get to it, but 
what if you could really get crazy or, or swear or whatever, you know, like, like just call stuff like it really is instead. But you also have to, on a sports center, make sure you say 19 rebounds and they've won four of their last six. You have to get into the pertinent things as well. What's John Clayton like? John Clayton's a monster. Is he? He's a, he's, you know, he has groupies. Does he call you up every once in a while and say, hey, what are you doing? Man? I you saw him to... last night. No, I knew John Clayton when he was at the Tacoma News Tribune, and he was, he was great. He's always been good to me because I was like this young kid learning how to do TV and learning how to do the, you know, how to integrate into a team and so forth, and he was always always helpful and a wise man. He knows football like nobody else. I mean, I don't. I love the game, but I don't know the game like he knows and the game. And you played the game. Yeah, no, I mean, I know, I know like, you know, what the – Hot read is on a corner blitz if you're running such and such. You know, like I know football right. stuff, but I don't know every general manager's cell phone. You know, John's <laughs> like tied in to the game. So, and we need him. We need guys like him, Adam Schefter. There's, there's great guys, Mortensen, you know, these guys that we can, hey, what's going on with this team? There's this issue, and we can have the real news stories. I don't do that many real news stories. Right. <laughs> what, uh, who would you say? Who would you say in all the ESPN? ESPN, there, there's a lot of people who have legitimately uh, are athletes. Of all the wider people, world of sports, that's December twelfth. Of all the people that you <clears throat> holiday ESPN special, two, holiday special. That's right. Of all the Little people Stevie that you worked with, who would you say is the most athletic <laughs> member of, of 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 the whole group? We know that Scott Van Pelt played basketball at University of Maryland, so he's probably got uh, at least some hoop skills. He's tall. He's got a very tiny head. Like his head is so small. I mean, for the rest Craig, of Craig Kilborn. I mean, going back, he could play. Days, back, yeah, he, yeah. he could play basketball. He played, he played college ball. Uh, that's Stewart a tough Scott one. Dan Patrick, he's not there anymore, but he he'd be in that conversation certainly. Rich Eisen tries to run a 40 every year. I don't know. I mean, I've seen him. What have I seen him do athletic? Maybe. I mean, you know, he's not a non-athletic, but he didn't play a sport, if that's what you're asking. Right, right. So would you say it was you? I'm up there. I played Division One A, yeah. but I'm also disabled with a ruined ankle, so that takes away a little bit, doesn't it? But that it? was really serious. I mean, that was that, yeah. that, that's one Still, of the things. It remains, been, <laughs> it remains serious. It's been bothering you your entire since and, that time. And it and will continue to. Every time you watch an Oregon Duck football game, do you, Those think, bastards. Do you think of looking up? And <laughs> now, it sucked. We were getting killed. The Oregon was good that year, too. They had Reggie Ogburn at quarterback, 1980, and I'm second string. I was perennial second string. Both my years are redshirt one year, and I played the year after I broke my leg, too. Because when you're young, you just screw it. Fracture right. dislocation. Right. I'm yeah. right back. Here it's I football. come. You know, let's ruin it for life right away. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I probably did some damage to it. But I wanted to play. When you get football in your blood, I I still have the vision. Russell Wilson gets the flu. He's fine. It's just an overnight flu. And and Pete says you, you got to go tonight. It was your decision. Okay. It was your decision. That assumes all the other quarterbacks have the flu too. It's a, a bad <laughs> right, flu. Right. Food poisoning. But, something. But but in all honesty, it was your decision uh, to call an audible and <clears throat> change the play that got your leg destroyed. Right. Um, Miles we, is trying to say <laughs> it's your own fault. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you no, wrote that. We called our own plays. You called Hobbit. our coach Tony Knapp, who just passed away. Um, God rest, great man, and it's, it's great how like you play. It doesn't have to be football, whatever your sport is, or it doesn't have to be a sport. It could be music, it could be anything. You have this connection with the people who were in your life. Like I'll never forget those people and that coach. Like he probably was, aside from my father, one of the stronger male influences in my life. So there's just all that bond, you know. And and the game itself, like you, it's impossible to let it go. Like yeah. I, you know, I'm still throwing balls at my couch. All right, I have nothing left. <laughs> right. I can still throw, but I yeah. can't move around so well. I got to play in a mud football event that will be on that December twelfth <laughs> special, <laughs> the holiday special. Yeah, the holiday special. Yes, that's right, Kenny Mayne. That's uh, that's that's crazy, man. That uh, it really is. That you were able to call your own plays. Yeah, and I asked him once. I said, "Why do you let us call our own play our own plays?" He says, "Because if I haven't done my job by Friday, I, I don't deserve to be." His point was, "I need to teach you what I want done." And now you're 20 years old. You know, you ought to be able to handle play calling. You know, so. Go out there and do it. So they would send in plays occasionally. But, I mean, that was unusual. It would be unusual today as well. You uh, you could live anywhere in the world, obviously, with this job, and you choose to live in your hometown of Seattle. Uh, how much has the town to you just changed? Uh, it in the has last, a lot, in I some mean, good ways and some less good ways. 
Like, what did we miss out on? It's it's a rough. It's a not as nice town. I don't think. I don't think it's as nice as it was. was you it mean as far before? as people? Yeah, like and, uh, walking down the street. It's but it was you know there were fewer people and you probably all knew each other. Maybe that was it. I don't know. I don't mean it's mean. I don't right. mean it's Connecticut mean. Uh, but <laughs> how bad was that? How bad is Connecticut? Yeah, bad I mean, was there, like you never hear like man, you're Connecticut mean. Uh, they call it the New England Reserve. No, there's plenty of nice people. It's not universal. I'm saying. The feel of Seattle versus the feel of anywhere in Connecticut is a different feel. There's just a good vibe here. It's you know, mm-hmm. it, it feels good to be here. Uh, Chance on Twitter wanted to know about your pictures of buildings. I've been into my building period yeah. lately. Um, I don't know. I've been taking a lot of pictures. I, I was surrounded by great photographers. And are they playing us out? This yeah. is, well, I was going to try to get his attention. I couldn't. I'm hoping yeah. you'll stay a segment. But what yeah, is, we got to break. This? This, is, this is the. Uh, yeah. I'll, yeah. Do, I'll read commercials. Whatever you want. We, I mean, He's we, looking we for work. Levitt's Ted. Furniture. Levitt's Furniture, yeah. the finest furniture there is. Levitt's. Go to Levitt's. Dick. Uh, yeah. What else? What was the question? Uh, the question was. Oh, the, yeah. No, I, lo- I was around the Aaron segment. Fruitman, great photographer, and he kind of inspired me to be. I'm not very good, but I've found little pictures lately that are kind of cool. Yeah. We'll take a break. Come back, back with uh, Kenny May from ESPN after these. The men's room is back. 99.9 KISW. Today is uh, coming up momentarily. We're joined in studio by the one and only uh, Kenny Main. Kenny Wheelock Main. That's right. Uh, is your middle name really Wheelock? Yes. Is uh, it Wheelock uh, or Wheelock? We, like Wheelock, a gentleman named Eliezer Wheelock founded Dartmouth College, and I'm related to him. And you were and named? And it's you were, a family name. I'm, aren't I'm, you lucky that's in the family? It was embarrassing when I was little, and now it's kind of like I'm proud of it because like, I'm the last... We like. I might be the last one. Yeah. Probably in the United you States. You know, now look. No, I'm I mean, sure I, I don't want to bust Wheelock. the bubble, but like, it's one thing to say, man, I'm the last, I don't know, I'm the last heir in the family. The I'm, last Wayne. I'm the last good. But, but, but that'll never end. That will never end. But <laughs> I'm the last Wheelock. It's like, but we all <laughs> know why. In my family, the, the last male. My grandfather, my father passed, and my Aunt Mary, she was a Wheelock. And, and my, like I mentioned, my son earlier. So we had, no, I'm the last in my little, you know, our universe. And but, your, uh, your kids are what? They're, they're, they're teenagers, probably? They're two girls. 14 and 12. Riley, How I like that? to brag about her. It's all right. You it's, like to brag about one but not the other. I'll brag about both. Okay. Um, you have to if they're listening. I better come up with something on Annie pretty quick. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm kidding. Annie's, Annie's, no, it's true, though. I have Annie's, 12 and a 14-year-old. Annie's well. like walking through school. She's A's and B's and like we didn't think about it. So I think it's the first one you always like, oh, my God, what, you know, how are we going to do this? And yeah, you, the trailblazer. And you overthink it. But Riley is a good singer, and she was at her concert. She's in like the all-city choir, whatever they call it, you know, and she's the only freshman. She comes out of the stands, and she's wearing high heels, all dressed up. She trips and falls, <laughs> goes to her knees, gets up, walks by me and says, that could have been worse. <laughs> and then she keeps walking, composed herself, and, like, murdered her solo. Like, it was so cool to watch it because I think a lot of kids in any uh, sport or, or music or whatever, would, you know, at that age would, like, freak out and, and not hold their composure. But she was great. How did your kids take your early exit from Dancing with the Stars? I know that's the age group where they, they were really pissed. care. Yeah, well, I mean, no, you were the first to go, right? I was the first in my season, the season two, they called that one. And I was misjudged. I was better than Master P, and he knows it. <laughs> but I don't care. I mean, the fact that I was first off actually benefited me because there became this joke with that being so bad. And then I was brought back to do, like, these things we call dance centers. Jerry Rice and Len Goodman, the judge, and I would do a fake sports cast, sort of. But they didn't do it last season. And then this past one that just ended, they wanted me to do it again. But I said, We'd, let's do it live. Wouldn't that be better? Because it's live to right. the East Coast. Yeah. It's right. five o'clock in, in LA, and it's live to the East. And it tapes for Central and or for the West, I guess Mountain and Cent- Mountain and West. 
and they didn't want to do it live. So how we, many hours? We didn't do it. And it was the cha cha that took you out, right? Yeah. Like, I, were there any? Da- she asked th- me to do too much. I was ready to do like keep me in about eight foot box. I would have looked elegant, but the, she had me all over the damn floor. I was just running to get to places. I, there's no more dancing. I'm just right. running like it's a, a PE drill in fifth grade. <laughs> I saw where uh, Bill Nye was yes. uh, the first out here. Uh, it must be a Seattle thing. I can't, I can't figure it out. But how much training? I'm over it. How, like, honest to God, how long we were We did like six weeks, but we only did like two or three days a week because I was working football season at the time, you know, doing my fake NFL stories and uh, pretend football stories, we called them. And so, like, I would go shoot Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, fly home Friday. She'd fly out to Connecticut. We'd do it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'd take off again. Jerry wow. Rice told me he worked out every day for like eight weeks. But isn't that just kind of like how Jerry That's Rice is? That's kind of Jerry is. Yeah. Just to get ready for Dancing with a Star. And he won. He did well. Yeah, no, he, he didn't win. He did not win. No, uh, Drew Lachey won that year. Who is it? Heinz Ward, oh, who won? Heinz Ward, Emmett Smith. A lot of football uh, players have won. Jerry's pissed he didn't win. And he would, <laughs> yeah. he'd be mad at me if I didn't, on the dance centers, put on enough makeup. And we brought him out of his shell. He was kind of this calm, you know, very, not insular, but, you know, he kept it, you know, inside a bit as a player, right? You know, he, was, he didn't say a lot. He didn't, he didn't talk any, any, he wasn't like the Seahawk DBs, okay? He wasn't like that. <laughs> right, 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 right. Which I like. Those guys, they, they talk mess after getting scored on. Like, they'll talk at any point. <laughs> it doesn't matter the situation. They're going to say something. But I love those guys. And last night was so great because they played so well and the rush was strong enough, kept them uncomfortable. He had nothing downfield. He threw one or two balls all the game. Maybe He was throwing like five yards. Mm-hmm. In the first half, Brees was like 14 for, as I wow you with my statistical prowess, uh, mm-hmm. Like whatever, fourteen for eighteen or whatever it was for like seventy yards, you know, like nothing, just dumps. And, and do you feel like a Seahawk? I mean, with with, with the shots you got, even though it was just a, a small period of time, the infancy, the team I don't feel like a most... player. I feel like more part of the organization to some degree because I was a twelfth man. And it, yeah, and is, 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 <laughs> I was. This, is this? I raised the flag. Obviously, other than the, the the year when they went to Detroit, do you feel that this is the year? Is this the? Is no this question. The There's not any question. You shouldn't ever get you know too far ahead of it. Like like I after the game, I was like, go back to work. Like. Celebrate that for like 49ers. 10 minutes. Yeah, you got another big game on the road. And, you know, there's no let up. And every team can beat every team. That old cliche is true. Like, but that's why we almost lost to some t- lesser teams. We, we weren't up. Our offense is finally good. Our offense sucked for a long time. We were just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But it wasn't on a big – now we didn't have Percy in the game. You know, like, just think when we had that speed. Uh, and with this win against the 49ers, the bye week in the playoffs, you're the number one seed. It, there's no team in the NFC that could come into, I don't into think Seattle anybody, and, and no. win. Do you? I mean, New Orleans, when they come back, and I think they will, I think they'll be better, and it'll be a better game. But I don't think anybody can beat Seattle there if I were betting money. What do you think about the NFL saying that, uh, okay, just like the year when the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl the first time, unfortunately the game was in Detroit. Nothing wrong with Detroit. It is what it is. But, you know, you're going to the Super Bowl. It's like, Everything's wrong with Detroit, it's like, man. It's, it's like going to I'm a, a fan a, of Detroit. They're trying. They just went bankrupt. Yeah. They are trying. Right. It's still kind of a hellhole. Dave man. Bing at mayor. How about it's, that? It's like going to a bowl game and, and you know, playing in, uh, in a shell. Oh, the fact that it was held there yeah, in Detroit. Just, I mean, in, but yeah. you know what? On that, weather. was it that trip or the All-Star game? Because the, the baseball All-Star game happened, like, Right after, like they had two big events back to back. I forget if it was the before the before summer or whatever, but uh, yeah, they're trying. They've been hit hard, uh, but yeah, could you have gone to Miami or somewhere? Right. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just saying. Now this year, it looks like I like this year. New York City is one of the coolest cities great, in the world. Yeah. The parties and all the atmosphere are going to be insane, and you play outdoors. If the quintessential game is Lambeau Field in the snow. What's wrong this with is, snow this in New is Jersey? Football, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be great. Dress warm. How about that? There's yeah. a tip. Wear a coat. In December. Or and February now, as it is. Now, being uh, Kenny Now, Mayer, would I rather can, be in a luxury suite? Sure. Yeah, but. Can, you, can you make that call? <laughs> like, can you make the call and say, like, hey, uh, Jeff Amen from, uh, from Pearl Jam, can I get a suite for a Friday night? Hey, uh, I, don't can, think, can I, I don't think Jeff has suites at the Super Bowl. He's not. Or the Key Arena. I mean, like, can, do you have those connections? Can you make calls and get tickets? Could you go to the Super Bowl if you wanted no. to? Super no. Bowl, Super or? Bowl, for money, I've never... 
I've never been able to call somebody and say, give me a free Super Bowl ticket. If you're doing a sponsorship thing, like, you know, showing up at Company X's party and saying funny things for 20 minutes, you might get tickets that way. But I don't have that hookup to You can get all the free golf balls you want. Uh, I used to, but that whole deal collapsed. <laughs> I, could that, probably, I got that, a guy somewhere, probably. How did you lose the golf deal? They ran out of money. They just stopped advertising. I, I drove them into the ground. Yeah. And you, you know were, what else? The the girl that does, what's her name? Flo for Progressive? Yeah. I did the previous commercial. So Flo took your job? Well, I did the terrible commercial, and she got the good one. So she didn't necessarily take my job, but she got she got that job. I mean, she got that role, yes. Okay. I was uh, doing the let's read the tariff of insurance forms here for five minutes. And how did you How did you get the role of Kenny Maine in uh, Kung Fu Mr. Magoo? They just called uh, and I and it was so fun. Can you play yourself? That, can they say, that can was, you be Kenny May? That was a fun. That was a fun hour or whatever. It was just did voiceover work in some New York studio. It was a blast. And did, did someone actually uh, yeah. like give you direction on how to be you better? Um, a little bit. You know, like, hey, Kenny. <laughs> you know, we know you're being no, yourself, but guy. the way we perceive you Believe me, is. I have so, a, a guy named Matt, who's my producer for Wide World of Sports, the TV holiday special, December twelfth on ESPN two. <laughs> Very good. That we've heard about so um, much. Yeah, I can't wait. You can, if you Google, do this. Go to, if anybody's never heard of it, and that's most of your people, ESPN.com. That's, again, ESPN.com. <laughs> and then put a slash, that, that, that slash. It goes that way. Right. Which one is that called? Uh, forward backslash. Yeah. yeah, that one. <laughs> the one that goes, like, the top is more to the right, and it comes back to the left. I could do great. That a back, that's a backslash, right? Whatever. Just, just try all yeah. the slashes, and then put WWOS. Wider world of sports, and then you can click on whatever story you want and go around the world and see all eighteen of them if you want. Okay. And then the TV special is coming up. One and only Kenny Mayne. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Have a great time tonight at the uh, the deck, the hall ball. Yeah, I'm going to miss Lord. I'm pissed. I like her. All right, my daughters play her, you know, nonstop, and she's good. It's gotten to the point that you like her now. You've heard uh, of her? You know what? They'll never start on time. She's, no, they won't. Yeah, what's she doing? They never. They stand around and wait. You know that. You know. The if you're familiar with the end, come on, man. It, it's not starting on time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. We really appreciate it. Do you guys right? still say Seattle's best rock? In yeah, the, and I grew up. Doing. Because no, Seattle's I think. What, no, no, no. What's our? Uh, Hold on, what do you say? You guys just talk? Well, like on the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah man. We just talk. We're a talk show. Can I call for a song? You can do whatever you, you want. You can. You can request one. I, I won't play it. We play a couple songs. What are you talking That's about? That's what I like about Ted. Ted what will what take a request and will not play this? it. <laughs> do the same thing. I drove around Seattle to come radio. in here and fill an hour, and I can't play one song. This it's, is... it's radio. You say, we'll try to get that on for you. I want to hear... It's coming up soon. I want to hear Talking Book, Big Brother. Wow. Which one's the band? Come on. This is this is the guy you're requesting that, music. That hurts. Exactly. Stevie got any, Stevie Wonder's his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stevie Wonder. Sorry, at the, at the Rock, I don't have a ton of Stevie Wonder in here. Really, that is a shame. You know, he used to open for the Rolling Stones, so he should. Yeah, yeah. Well, and why Rolling didn't he have the Super Bowl halftime? The Rolling Stone, they did the same thing. He he was the pregame show, and the Rolling Stones were the halftime show when the Seahawks played. They told right. him it was the halftime show. That's has long. he never done? I know. Has he never done a halftime show? I mean, because they get all these that's, artists, and I mean, I don't think he has. There's and just that's some a crime against care. humanity. <laughs> you know, no, seriously, or Stevie Wonder hasn't done the Super Bowl. It's Stevie freaking Wonder, man. That's a good call. I mean, like anybody, yeah. the Klan probably puts on like superstition before they do the like. <laughs> Love that guy. Love him. You know, it's Stevie Wonder. It doesn't like Stevie Wonder. You can't. Oh, you know man. what I said the other day, and we're not going to worry about this commercial break. It doesn't matter. It's, this is non-commercial <laughs> free radio. What we're doing today. Right. Just viewers <laughs> like you and listeners, just send in. We'll stand there somehow. The end can cover it. They're making so much money on that stupid concert. <laughs> Lord will be on at 9 o'clock. <laughs> Think we're doing homework tonight? No. What was the question? Uh, can you get a Squirrel Jam? Oh, I was just saying, no one has ever said, turn Stevie Wonder down, ever. Like, they'll say, turn right. that band down, or, you know, somebody. 
Doesn't everybody play their music loud in their car because they want people to know what music they're playing? That's very sure. important. That's principally why you do it, isn't yeah. it. Does Stevie Wonder have a person that tells him the what the women look like who he's dating? I'm not sure. His daughter leads him out on stage, Aisha. Yeah. yeah. Famous from Isn't She Lovely, ba- Baby Crying in the Bathtub. Yeah. Oh, that's her. Oh, that's her contribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. I've appeared on the Stevie Wonder album. No, no. She sings her ass off. She's a singer-singer. Is she? Yeah, yeah. How well, many, what else have I heard? So far, all I know her as crying. Yeah, no, she's, she comes out in his shows and sings harmony and, you know, blends in on the songs. Nepotism. What's the, best show, what's the best show you've ever been to? Because uh, you go to a lot of different concerts. M- best moment was with him at the, ba- at the uh, Live 8 concert. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. It was for yeah. African Debt Relief. And I was in Philadelphia, and I went to get him to say one line for our show and got him at 15 hours I put in to get him. And he, and he said, I can't be at the All-Star game. I have a high ankle sprain. <laughs> that was his line. That's my excuse. And he murdered it. One take. And, he, and I said, when's your album come out? And he looked back, he goes, soon. So you and, saw Zeppelin? I'm talking about Stevie Wonder. No, no, but Zeppelin was on stage that day too. Uh, in, Philadelphia? in Philadelphia, yeah, they were. Are they, they sure? played with uh, Phil Collins on uh, on drums. I was there, and Sarah McLaughlin was there. Are you oh, sure? maybe that's. I think we're talking one. about different. Did shows. you bring you to tears and you I thought think, about animals? I think you're was talking was about like that fundraiser that they did for Medina when they were trying right. to raise money for Medina. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. that show. <laughs> Kitty made everybody. Thank you so much. You've Kitty. been listening to the greatest story never told. Oh, man. A Double Flush Production.